Hello, everyone. In this episode of the Nissan Nerd Podcast, we are going to talk about Nissan's new manufacturing technologies, and we're going to get in-depth on the new Z prototype in this episode of the Nissan Nerd Podcast. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Nissan Nerd Podcast. My name is Mike Delashmut, and in the studio with me is someone who's smelling especially fresh this week, uh, Mr. Miles Hall. Miles, you had a story this week where you had went and got a, a nice Nissan-themed cologne. Yeah, I can talk about that. I can't believe we're leading with this in the wake of everything that's going on. But sure, <laughs> let's go ahead and get some small talk done. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> so I was walking around in a very lowbrow resale shop. And, you know, I won't give the name of it, but they were closing their doors. And I'm like, hey, I'm going to go by and see if I can get some, I don't know, some, some clothing or whatever I needed to pick up on. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I was just walking. And as you check out in the aisles, you know, sometimes you'll see like little like one month till expired popcorn or some cookies there <laughs> or some earrings or some candies, like anything to like appease the rugrat, rugrats. And then I look to my left. And I'm like out the corner of my eye and it says Nissan on it. I was like, what? I was like, that's the weirdest thing. Like no way that the, and it was the only bottle that they had. It was in a package, but it said Nissan patrol. And it didn't give like a, like a, uh, a hint of what was in the bottle. Like what was compressed in there? You know, like, was it, was it vapor fuel? Was it uh, smell of new car interior? It was like, no, it was just no. Nissan perfume but it was nissan patrol perfume which is kind of awkward because it's it's not really a a car we ever had in our our market it so wasn't like, in the u.s yeah it was never in the u.s so here we are it's like a, a perfume that was unobtainable uh, unobtainable pretty much to get that i knew of and then it's based off of an un unattainable vehicle that we never got in this market so i'm just like okay <laughs> So I, I put a little spritz on and I walk past my wife thinking like, all right, I'm going to see what she says. See how she, see if she likes this. Yeah. And she goes, eh, it's all right. And I think what it is, yeah. is the cologne is meant to entice people for what they can't have. <laughs> so it's the perfect okay. cologne for a married man like myself. So I'm going to, I'm going to wear it. And every single woman that I walk past, I'm going to walk past and they're going to be like, Oh, hello. And I'm going to go, oh, you can't have it. This is, this cologne means I'm unobtainable. So that is the, uh, the it's, Nissan. If everybody's been asking me the Nissan patrol scent, it's on That's it. That's what it's supposed to, uh, that's what it embodies. So there you go. I, uh, I'm going to wear it often. That's, I was wondering about that too. Uh, it's rare because it didn't sell. It's kind of like the Pontiac Aztec. It's the Pontiac yeah. Aztec of colognes. Well, you know, yeah. if you hold on to this and put that on the top shelf for about 20 years, it's going to be rare again. You got all these hipsters are going to want it, you know? So oh, <laughs> don't tell me that. Oh, yeah, good point. Oh, man, I already cracked the seal on it. Now it's worth half the value on eBay. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> You went online uh, on your personal Facebook and you asked for for your friends for what it's what did it smell like and you you said wrong answers only. What's the best response that you got uh, from your friends on that one? Well, l using the friends term loosely, of course, yes, um, very because there there was a lot of a lot of hate. Oh my gosh, so much hate came out with that. Um, you know, some people said um, smells like it burns oil. I was like, that's not nice. And then it was like, uh, smells like new and car interior. Okay, great. And uh, what was it? Somebody said, smells like your rear main seal went out. And I was like, I have to say that's probably, I have to say that's probably the best one. It's, that's it smells like the your most rear main seal accurate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you found a, a treasure in uh, the uh, variety store. And, uh, yeah, I hope you wear it with pride, man. Oh, no problem. I will go, I will gladly wear this. And, uh, I, I think, uh, I'm going to be rocking this for a long time. 
because it's a pretty big bottle. So like anything else in uh, with the Nissan Patrol, it's too much vehicle for what you need for day-to-day usage. So the yeah. bottle is like, it's about the size of a baseball full of fluid. So yeah, it's pretty, pretty hardcore stuff. Anyway, let's, uh, let's talk about Mike D. What do you got going on in your world? Yeah, man, I had a story. This happened just two, uh, two weeks ago. And you know, earlier this, uh, this summer we were talking about how we come across Nissan cars in our area and we know the car more than the multiple owners that it's had. And uh, I had actually a really good story about this. My brother, of all people, bought a uh, 280Z. And so I come home and boom, I'm like, I see him at the house. And he's got this, you know, of course, I love the, I love the, uh, the first generation Datsun, you know. So I'm like, where'd you get this? He's giving me some story about it. I start looking at it and I see it's got these uh, little cues, you know. It's got these fender mirrors that look you know, kind of rough. And it's got these flares on this. I was like, I want to say I've seen this car before. Where have I seen this? And I go, who did you buy it from? He uh, goes, oh, a guy named Peter. And I go to my Facebook. I'm like, is this the Peter you're talking about? He goes, dude, no freaking way. Yes, that's the guy. Like, what's going on here? I look at the title. Sure enough, it's my friend. I had helped this guy work on this car eight years ago. I remember helping him one of the last minutes to get this thing going. Fast forward eight years later. My brother has it now. And so <laughs> it's like, man, these cars come around and inside your inside and around your life. And, and this was the latest one. And uh, I was just uh, I get so surprised when this stuff actually happens. My brother goes, do you know everybody in San Antonio who has a Z? I'm like, well, I mean, I'm like, I know I know enough people, I guess, enough to know to know about this car, you know, so. That's a cool thing, man. I'm very proud for you and your brother. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I agree. Yeah, we are uh, happy that he's got this car and hopefully we'll do some brotherly bonding. Uh, and also, you know, like I said, yeah, we are sort of like the, the history keepers of some of these cars. You know, I'm happy when we run into these these instances, you know. Awesome. So on yeah. that Z News, uh, you know, there's a, the, a lot of stuff has, has really happened um, in the last couple of days so much that it's kind of just filling up my my email list and my inbox and yours too. We are just drowning in information since the last two days. A lot of stuff is going on right now. Let's just talk about the first thing here. Uh, I want to kind of talk about uh, this new manufacturing process announcement. Now you really dove into this. Um, Now Nissan has this new carbon fiber reinforced plastic process that is going to be from what we can tell revolutionary. You got the lead on this, Mike. so what do you got going on in that? All right. So uh, Nissan did make an announcement. Uh, there's a video uh, on YouTube, and we'll go ahead and put it in the show notes. It's an hour long, but I'm just going to give you the rundown. Very, very cool stuff. This is going to be one of those revolutionary changes, I think, for us. And I'm glad that Nissan is on the uh, the cutting edge. So here's the backstory. As we all know, cars are becoming more and more uh, electrified. And a lot of those components, mainly the battery, is they're very heavy. I mean, if you think about it. Just for example, the Tesla is, you know, a, a, would you call it a midsize or full size sedan? It's like 5,000 pounds. This car is yeah. heavy. Uh, just thinking about that, it's like, how do you expect to uh, cut up some, some canyons, uh, you know, to go on a nice cruise and corner with this car? It is just so heavy. So in general, electric cars are heavy. And especially if you think about SUVs getting to bigger cars. And if you want a vehicle to go a longer distance, you need a bigger battery. And all of a sudden, you're just getting heavier and heavier. And as a result, the components that hold the battery, the rigidity of the, of the vehicle itself, needs to be more robust. So those two are getting heavy. So now you're just seeing weights on top of weights. These, these vehicles are just getting super, super heavy, which is not good. It's counter, counterintuitive. And so uh, this is a big dilemma that, that's actually uh, happening right now. There is a need for weight reduction. And so this is where Nissan comes in. Uh, they are introdu- introducing carbon fiber reinforced plastic. This is something that ha- has been used in the past, specifically uh, on limited cars, uh, low production, such as the, if you notice the roof on the GTR Nismo, it's a carbon fiber roof. This is that same manufacturing method. But now we're actually getting more and more into mass production. The manufacturing process is very um, expensive. It's time consuming and the shapes of the uh, structures they want to uh, produce are very complex. So these are the challenges. And uh, what they're doing now, they have a whole new method. 
In total, they've reduced the manufacturing time from 10 minutes to two minutes. And overall, they're making the manufacture of these items over 50% faster. So what you're seeing are lighter parts, stronger parts, carbon fiber. That's cool. As an enthusiast, I mean, carbon fiber has been on our, in our world for close to 20 years now, right? And you're going to start seeing carbon fiber used more and more with mass-produced vehicles, uh, replacing the steel and the iron components. Uh, and overall, it's going to make these electric vehicles lighter, and it's going to be a win-win. Uh, again, Let's do an emphasis on the type of carbon fiber that we're talking about. We're talking about mostly structural components, pieces that take impact and energy absorption. Uh, those are the pieces that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. If you've ever taken apart, I don't know, uh, any of the Nissans back from the 90s, a lot of these are going to be your, oh God, man, the, the, uh, the steel structure front bumpers, um, the collapsible, remember those air shock type of um, reinforcement bars? They would, yep. uh, they would have gas-powered shocks that would yeah. push back on. Remember that? So all that stuff was so darn heavy, but now with this carbon fiber piece, it has the same strength and rigidity as steel, but now in a carbon fiber application. So ultimately, we're getting lighter vehicles, thus increasing our gas mileage, which we need to, you know, um, we need to be compliant with everything now. But we also need to make sure that these vehicles that we're putting out give a reasonable darn gas mileage. So that's a pretty amazing thing. Uh, you know, Nissan had claimed that the um, that these pieces are very strong and are going to be much quicker to produce, of course, like Mike said. But it it wants to begin incorporating these parts on the entire lineup in the future, um, including like the B pillars and other simple shape positions um, that are higher in the vehicle to lower vehicle center of mass, which makes sense, you know. Um, and it's also going to be for better handling as well over the entire platform of the vehicle. So I don't know. I'm pretty pretty excited about it and uh i'm really interested to see if this is going to be something that's going to be across the board you know what i mean like I, not necessarily so. in the new it, yeah so if they're producing these pieces you know obviously we can see them in the more expensive vehicles that can afford to be them in gtr um a little bit in the z stuff you know um, oh, but yeah. now with this new lineup and the whole way nissan's changing yep. everything it's pretty exciting. It's pretty exciting news. And that's why we're so nerding out about yeah. this like we normally do. It's yeah. because it can mean a huge ripple effect for a lot of things that are going to be happening within all the new platforms that are that are changing and, and uh, we're going to be seeing in development over the next uh, few years. So pretty cool stuff, man. What I want to see, you know, these parts are being developed in this method and becoming lighter specifically because of the electrified units. But obviously gasoline cars are still here and will be for the foreseeable future uh you know with this transition but what i really hope to see here in the next couple of years is that you see the mass production of these lightweight components with the uh the lighter gasoline engines with these parts you're taking a car that's five thousand pounds and hopefully getting it down you know uh who knows in the, in the either in the high three thousand range or whatever Okay, so take a car that's typically 3,500 pounds. How light can you become then? And for us, having light cars, sporty and agile cars, you're just cutting weight out more and more. And to be able to buy something like that from the dealer, how cool is that? You know it's going to fit well. You know it's going to have this absolute great performance. So yeah. uh, even as an enthusiast, I'm, gonna, I'm excited. Yeah, and Nissan and Nissan and um, is is no stranger to carbon fiber usage over the years, like we know in the GTR. I mean, when you and I visited Japan, and we had a chance to go by the uh, the Nismo headquarters, but they have a room dedicated to the uh, the carbon fiber manufacturing process for some of their Nismo parts. And this mm -hmm. isn't just overlay stuff. I mean, there's some pretty good structural stuff that was in there that I passed by and I saw on tabletops. So that was pretty cool. And that was years ago. So Nissan's always had a hand in development and always tried to be an innovator in that sense um, when it came to those type of things. So I am really happy to see this, especially um, with all the new changes in this lineup and we're seeing a whole new Nissan. I think this is just one of those cool things that we're going to see in the future. Awesome. Again, carbon fiber, reinforced plastic. I'm just going to be, have fun and just say it's carbon fiber, but you know, carbon what I really mean. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> carbon fiber to mass production, baby. Woo. So, <laughs> so uh, this week, Mike and myself were set to attend a uh, ZCon. Um, which is actually going on right now while we're recording. Yes. By the time we're 
um, releasing this to the public. Zcon folks will probably be actually heading home at that point. But, you know, this week has been, you know, the 33rd annual uh, Zcon in Nashville this week. Um, they've got a lot of stuff going on. They, uh, a lot of big news. But the biggest news this week, go ahead, Mike, what has it been? The new Z prototype, baby. We've got the new generation <laughs> Z car. Man, I, this is just this something I've been looking for for a long, long time. And again, getting rid of all of the uh, speculation, getting rid of all the, the fan renders, you know, these, these false hopes that you see sometimes <laughs> thinking it's real news. All that's gone now. All of that's yeah. gone. Now go and try it. to find all those crappy articles that you and I had to read this entire time and dig yeah. through all of this bad data that was coming out there. Now, you know, all that was BS. Like we were kind of talking about, we were There's... pretty strong with a lot of our data. We knew what was coming from because we had some insides here. I'm pretty excited. I feel like we almost hit the nail on the head at almost damn near perfect. Close to, so, I do wish, man, maybe we should make like a coffee table book, like a scrapbook of, <laughs> That it has all the bad renders that never happened, you know, just <laughs> you're going to look back. Oh, this is what somebody thought it was, you know, and just like have fun with it. You know, <laughs> that would be a pretty good coffee book. All right. So like I said, Zcon this year, uh, this week, they dropped the new Z prototype. They relaunched it in Japan and they countered it with Zcon. Um, Adam Carolla was there to, uh, as part of that launch. Very cool to see him there. We are super fans. He's, he's a funny Carolla. guy. He had, he, a, he had a lot of fun with that. Yeah. And it's so cool to see him be involved with the Z convention. Finally, we've been dying for him to be part of it for years. Yep. I'm so happy that he was part of it. Our buddy, Chris Carl came on the, um, on the show a few weeks ago to talk about Zcon and what was uh, coming up for the upcoming, um, year this year. So happy to have him on. But man, it was a great episode, that episode. But we knew what was coming down the line. We knew the proto was going to drop. So let me just give you some information about how me and Mike took that. We didn't even want to talk to anybody else about two hours before that happened. This is the first time we're talking about it right now, actually. We made it it a point to not talk to each other until just now. Yes. So this is unfiltered. I want to know, Mike. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the unveiling of the new Z prototype. All right, lead up. Let's talk about let's talk about that uh, the video before. Let's talk yeah. about um, all the information when they yeah. dropped it. Go ahead. Let's do it. All right. So we did have, as fans, Nissan did reveal to us two weeks in advance, saying, "Hey, it's coming." So for two weeks, we were uh, just being teased by Nissan, and uh, actually leading up into about one week before this video, this this recording aired. We learned it had a manual transmission. So each week we got a little bit more from Nissan. Again, they were, there was some great advertising kind of baited us. And so uh, the uh, the video itself, though, Nissan what did uh, record this uh, live in Yokohama from their Nissan Pavilion. And it did record concurrently with Zcon, which was really, really cool. Uh, I liked how they, uh, they included Zcon in that. So. Again, if you, if you looked online, uh, you just saw this this first model of the GZ cards, yellow, and uh, the CEO, Uchida, came in with a message. And then you did see an interview primarily with Alfonso Albiasa and Hiroshi Tomura-san. Uh, I call him Tomura-san, right? So uh, <laughs> they just gave us all the details about this car, and it was very, very cool to see. If it's cool with you, Miles, I'm going to break this down. On a, on a kind of a piece by piece basis, and let's just get into it. What do you think? Let's go, let's go, baby, let's go. Let's okay. do this. All right. First things first. What you saw, which is the primarily uh, the focus, was the exterior, and what you saw there: uh, long hood, sharp nose. You had this huge rectangular front grille. You had this roof accent that we saw, which I believe they nicknamed like a katana. If you look at it, it's kind of like a blade, a long sword uh, running across the roof line. You've got these LED taillights. What are your thoughts about it? How do you feel? How does it make you feel? Spill the beans. So with this Z, you know, I think when they said when they were when they were talking about the exterior and that this is very close to being completed production, I like to think that maybe they're holding back a little bit because maybe they got something else up their sleeve. Maybe they're willing to make some changes or maybe they're willing to listen to their consumers and make that change. Now, the reason why I said that is because we're going to talk about all the things that we like and we don't like, but take that with a grain of salt. So 
getting back to what we're kind of talking about right now, I'm not in love with the front bumper. <laughs> um, the front bumper is great. That's probably the most restylized thing when a car launches from prototype to production model. I like the hood. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take it from front, from nose to back. The headlights, I'm still kind of trying to figure out. Like, I, I like them and I don't like them. I got to say, I, I wasn't a fan of the, the color that's on there. Yeah. Um, it wasn't my first choice because I've seen it in gray. I've seen it in white. It looks good. And it, it just, you get to see more. But then again, they don't try to use white in those settings because you you try to use silver and white, uh, silver and other colors because you can see the body lines. You can see the, the flop of the color and so forth. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I uh, the few things that I did like, Yep. I really love the wheels. I don't. I hope those make those enough to oh. post production. I love them. I don't know. They just look great. They look like a race inspired rim. I'm happy with those. If they could keep those handles, those door handles, that design like that XLR Cadillac XLR design. I knew you or, were going to talk about the door handles. I remember I'm a, us talking. I'm, in I'm the past. a door handle yeah. nerd. I'm sorry, man. It's like one of the few things I get really, really excited about. Like I get excited about door handles. To me, it's like entering a world. The door handle is the first thing you have an interaction with in a car. It, it can be bleh or it can be cool. GTR, you know what a GTR handle looks like because it's cool. That's just a cool handle. It's a celebration of a uh, of a habit. It's an engagement between the, between the two of you. And it's I know the it's the first contact you make with the car. Yeah. Yes, it's awesome. Of course, it sucks when you're stuck out in the rain or you're you're trying to like get the car to start while you're trying to can I borrow some jump leads? What? <laughs> and then you're just like stupid, stupid, stupid. But getting back to the point, and uh, it's the first engagement that you have a vehicle. I really hope they keep that door handle style kind of sexy and smooth. Um, I like the quarter panels. I really like the quarter panels. The katana thing, to me, I think they put it in there because they broke it up. It would look too much like a 370Z if they didn't add that little body line to break up the bo- to break it up. It kind of runs it, concurrently with the other body it length. It does. It looks so Nissan much. Models. I wonder, and yeah. I wonder if it's off of the platform. I wonder if that design is off of the the Z34 or 370Z platform. So that's kind of interesting to me. Taillights, I love the design. I need them bigger. Bigger. Um, I need them bigger. Yeah, huh. they, they need to fill the back. But they were kind of slim. Yeah, I think uh, just a little bit taller. That black strip make that a little thicker. Make the lights a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. I think it, it'll it'll definitely be a home run after that. Yeah, I agree. So that's my take on the exterior. What did you like? What did you not like? Well, uh, getting into the uh, the front grill, I know without a doubt there should not be any cooling issues at the very least. <laughs> <laughs> that is a big mouth bass right what is that yeah. whale shark that goes through the ocean and yeah. it just takes up everything like every it, that is that's that that's a big mouth bass oh, yeah. front end right there i i think uh cooling issues should not be an issue at all uh <laughs> if anything you're gonna lose um air deflection like it's like one big parachute and it's just yeah. going to all that all that pressure that big pressure pocket is just going to be in the engine bay so that's pretty awesome and I know we haven't said it till right now, but the, the word that they were using sort of is it's sort of it's obviously obviously a uh, a retro styling, and when, just like other vehicles that have gone that same direction, giving all these signatures of the older car, you know the older cars weren't very aerodynamic in the first place, and so these not to say that it went backwards. I'm pretty sure if you compare their coefficient of friction again, that's nerd fun made out. I'm pretty sure it's comparable. We're still in good shape. But uh, by by the shapes and and uh, by the uh, the styling, yeah, it, it looks rather square or rather uh, different. Uh, but, but I uh, like what you just said there. I like the fact that you said, you know what? It's about design versus the aerodynamics first. Continuing on with what I liked about the exterior, though, was also the long the long hood. I think when uh, we finally see this car in person, that hood and just the short back end of it, it's going to look pretty uh, pretty mean looking. What if we got it in a reverse flip? Ooh. Reverse like a flip forward, uh, flip forward. The door, the the hood opens uh, reverse. Oh man, if that hood opened up, kind of like kind of like the first generations, yeah. that would be pretty pretty sweet looking. That would be really cool, actually. Yeah, uh, I do like cool. that. Yeah. Right. The, the tail lights, though, I agree with you. Uh, let's make them a little uh, a little wider. That's just my opinion. Uh, I do like the LEDs. Obviously, the the new technology. Mm-hmm. 
you know, the shapes that you can pull off with LEDs is really cool. I'm glad they're taking advantage of that. Uh, you mentioned the color earlier being yellow. Uh, it's kind of a unique selection uh, for a concept car. But, you know, what I couldn't help but think was uh, the first year of every generation Z that's come out, the first year model, has always been a, a yellow option. And that kind of goes back from a historical reference with Mr. K. Uh, yellow was, I believe, his favorite color on the Z. So Correct. I think that's probably why. And I which do like why, that. It, which is why he always had a yellow Z, the canary yellow. What was it in the 350Z? The uh, oh my god, don't tell me. People are gonna write in and and want me hang because I can't remember the color code from the 350Z. <laughs> but the 370 did it as well. You're you know you're 100 percent accurate on that one. And that you know that's right. That does pay homage to that. I I don't know why that skipped my mind, but good on you for catching that. Yeah. I think I just went down negative five points in the Z <laughs> Z magic. Bonus points, 350Z yellow did not come out to 05, which was the third year of the 350Z, unlike right. the first. Which was the R, the, uh, the sunset orange. Yeah. Uh, you've got that one. Yeah, exactly, too. But back to the 370 first year. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So now we're at it. First model, uh, the new Z, yellow. I get it. So that's all I want to say. I, I thought we were going to fight about color. Color. Nah, no, nah, we haven't got that no, part no. Yet. Yeah. I don't want to go there because I like you. And we're going to start nerding out. and then we're. Gonna... <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's talk interior. Honestly, yes. man, I don't have a single bad thing to say about the, um, the interior. It's very akin to the 370Z interior, I would think. I, I think. Just looking at it from a whole. When I, when I looked at the seats, I was like, damn, those look like the 370 seats with the little crotch thing that kind of comes up and, the, and, and everything else in the placement. But. Let's just say this. Do you really need to – how do you perfect perfection? <laughs> it's true. You know I mean? It's perfect because it's perfect, you know. I like the stitching, you know, when they – again, whether it makes it to production model. I think the uh, – you know, maybe your higher-end models will when you've got the, the stitching that actually matches the exterior color of the car. That's that's pretty cool. And uh, Did the, you the catch gauges, the – yeah, that's what I was, was going to talk about. Did you catch that heads-up display? Dude, digital dash, uh, which brings up for oh man, I'm pretty sure there's gonna be some sort of a uh, user interface that you can like themes that you can uh, switch to. You know, <laughs> how cool would it be? You look at that dash, and let's say you're a, a Z31 fan with a digital dash, and you can push a button, and the dash looks like a Z31 dash or something like that. You know, you have these these abilities now to change the theme of the dashboard and the gauges, and I really like that and. Uh, one more thing, too, about those gauges, oil temperature, differential temperature. Like, those are some race car style stats that, that you want to use. And the fact that, uh, you know, hopefully it makes it to production as well. If Nissan's giving you those, uh, you know, that type of data in your gauges, man, that's that makes you feel pretty special, like in a race car uh, kind of theme or atmosphere. I'll tell you what, they've been doing it for a while. Like, uh, the Nissan Kicks has one of those, like, and it's very basic. I'm not comparing it, you know, in any relation to the Z, but they do have a, a very user-friendly heads-up display that you can kind of kick over and and do and um, and check different portions of of the driving experience, like your oil and temps and things like that. But you're right, you know, I didn't even think about that. That's the beautiful thing about heads-up displays. The options for gauges are, uh, I wouldn't say limitless, but they're so broad and 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 so um, uh, there's so much options. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. They're, 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 it's very broad and there's so many options that are now available with that type of input because it, the inputs are really kind of limitless. It really is. I see that. I can see us having a lot of fun with that, especially if Nissan can give us like a like annual updates or quarterly updates with different themes and stuff that can be kind of run as this, as this model progresses. It just seems like a lot of fun. So uh, let's talk a little bit, you know, we want to make sure we're keeping time today, but um, let's talk a little bit about power. Power. Oh, man. So we kind of thought what was going to happen here. If we were going to see a twin turbo model, what were we going to see it in? We were going to see it from pulled from the infinity line. Oh. And we, I think we are getting that. They did say twin turbo V6 configuration on this car. They did not say VR30 specifically. They did not say VR30, you're right. But, I mean, if you look at on, what's currently being on. produced, I would say the odds are, yes, it's going to be the VR block, which is not now, a problem, you know. 
But let's talk reality here. You know we're going to get it in a twin turbo yeah. application and the NA, the naturally aspirated. I you feel like so? we're going to get, yeah, we're going to get mm. unleaded. <laughs> we're going <laughs> to get caffeinated and decaffeinated options. <laughs> so I think we're, that's what we're going to be getting here. In my personal opinion, okay. I don't see an E option happening, but hell, we're in a different world nowadays. Maybe it'll happen. But I, yeah. I'm really excited about the the twin turbo application. I, so as far as uh, as far as power, just just make my my notes on that too. Uh, I think if we're going long term, let's say in the le- the the second half of this generation, you, I think we might see a, a a hybrid. Now, whether we go E, I'm not too confident in that. I've heard some reports that. The amount of space that you would need to have in that small car—it's just the technology is not there. But with that carbon fiber happening, hey, let's uh, let's talk about it next generation. But yeah, I think at the very most we'll have a hybrid. Uh, so let's talk about what slaps onto that engine here. And yeah. the big news is six-speed manual. Yes, that's the it's big news. Be, I Everybody. didn't think it was going to happen personally. I uh, thought I was giving. You know, I, I sat in one of those consumer inquiry groups with this on a long time ago, and. Yep. I'll tell you what, like I kept telling, I told the guys, I was like, look, I want a twin turbo. I want V6. I want twin turbo. I want five. I want six gears. If you make that, I don't even care really what it looks like. Here's my money. And they all (laughs) kind of laughed. Um, but I was like completely 100% serious. Like, here's my wallet, take it. But that's what I want. I want the power plant. I want to feel the experience. And that's a very ballsy thing for Nissan to do. And you know, because it's all the information would dictate to you to not go that route. Go with the paddle shifters. Go with the shift options. Go with that. But they talked about, um, you know, how I think Porsches are selling at like I forgot what the figure was. It was like thirty or forty percent of their sales are standard. Everything yep. else is becoming automatic. But this is a big, big gauntlet. Oh yeah, uh, or this a was... big, a big thing for. You know, it's big. It's a pretty ballsy thing for Nissan to do because the Supra didn't even have a six-speed option at that time. You know, with yeah. the with the new one that just came out, yeah. and now, I mean, there's a great article with Car and Drop where, and I'll read the headline here. It says, yeah. "Nissan Proto versus Toyota Supra." Now the Supra really needs a manual, and it was like, <laughs> "Holy crap!" And that just came out this morning. Yeah, I think we really put Toyota on their toes. That they have a lot of pressure on them now. And the Supra was never going to be compared to the Z. It was always put up against the GTR, but that Supra cannot compete with the GTR. The GTR is just, it's, it's Godzilla. It is what it is. It's a, it's a beast. And, um, (laughs) but now the Supra has come down so far that that little BMW six cylinder that's putting out 382 just ain't even keep keeping up. I mean, if you, if you do the math with the new engine, if it's the one we're thinking of, it's going to put out 400 in the red, in the Infinity Reds right now. Am I right? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Oh, man. We're going to eclipse that. So I think uh, if you combine the power, how uh, at the moment we were going to be above uh, the competition, I guess you could say. And if you get, uh, we haven't talked about it yet, but whenever we do uh, the price point, it's going to be a win-win in Nissan's favor. I did want to say something real quick, too, that uh, Tamura-san had said uh, in his interview you know, there were a lot. There were fan submitted questions. They're asking what what makes this car innovative, right? And there was def- definitely talk about the uh, the manual transmission. And this was uh, what he mentioned. Part of the essence of the Z, which is man is a a partner with the car. And uh, I think he I think he may have said the dance partner with the car. You know, he's the you know you are the captain of the ship. You have the shifter in your hand. That is a key feature that makes the z the z and so yeah i do believe that the uh the six-speed manual uh (laughs) it's they were asking what made it innovative and i was like you know what it's innovative because it has a manual transmission that's the funny part (laughs) (laughs) but you know it's true and you and i have asked this question a million times to a million different z owners like what were the cars that made you feel the most like you were in tune and in a Zen like or a one relationship with the road and the instrument is the vehicle, right? So you, you feel everything through your hands. You feel that, um, you feel the G forces kind of going through the body. You feel the load kind of coming around, coming in and out of the corners. I mean, all that stuff is there in what models. And most people said it was the two forty Z 
And then the uh, a lot of guys said it was in the 350Z, but a lot, I mean, a lot of people always said it was the 300ZX, the Z32s. Yeah. And uh, Z31, yes, it was a great handling vehicle, but the Z32 was just, the technology at the time when that vehicle dropped was an insane. It was an amazing beast of a machine, and it, it just shattered so much. It, yeah, exactly. It changed the game. So when they mentioned that, you know, primarily the, the, the vehicles that they modeled off was with the 240Z and the 300ZX, I can see it. Yeah. I can see it, but I see a lot of the 370Z maintained in it, a little bit of the 350Z, like in the hatch area and stuff. But I have to say, man, that I was really excited about the styling points as a lover of, of all those Zs, but especially those two models. Yeah, I, I could yeah. see it. And I don't think there's a single person that could say, you know, there's not a homage that wasn't paid to the, to the original ZDNA. And the big question, like you were going to ask and you were going to talk about, it, is it innovative? I, I think so, man. I, I think, you know, it's, it's going to have the technology. Nissan has enough in their back pocket with all the new technology that's coming out. Um, yeah. They have it definitely in the power plants already. So, I mean, if you think about it, they're in a pretty sweet spot with all these cool little things that they can pull from within their, uh, uh, their network of options and technology and new innovative stuff. Carbon fiber pieces we were just talking about. I mean, yep. wow. It's a lot I to be excited about. Yeah. I think, uh, like you said, the innovation is there. I think from a powertrain perspective or from a performance aspect, it, it's definitely on par uh, with, with where enthusiasts wanted to go. So for that reason, I, I definitely believe it's innovative. But um, I, I do want to kind of wrap it up just a little bit. Uh, I wanted to ask the question, though, would you buy one? So sitting in, uh, going back to those meetings and everything that I, and people, and, and hearing rumors from people, the price point on this vehicle, and I, I'm not even going to say what it was, but I'm going to tell you right now, the price point was always affordable. You know, with the twin turbo option and the fact that it's they're not having to produce a new engine, hopefully, yeah. and the technology is already there, now it's just a matter of making that marriage happen. I really think the price point might be a lot lower than what people think it might be. Now, I'm not saying I'm driven by price. Right. But I'm just saying that's going to be a big, huge factor in if that's this vehicle is going to sell. And I really think that this vehicle, if they do it the way I think they're going to do it, and they're going to make the changes after doing what they're doing right now. They're sitting at home, sucking up all that consumer information from Facebook and Instagram and Pinterest and all these photoshops <laughs> and like guys like, you know, going back to that, you can start to see the aftermarket exposure. You can see the aftermarket options. You got guys like Z1s who are just, they're dying for that car. Right. As soon as they get it, they're going to tear into it. Still in, same thing. You know they, they did are. that too. They were the first years to get that car. And next thing you know, the aftermarket's there. And this mold themselves, you know, they're finally producing real out Nissan Nismo stuff for production back and putting a catalog together again. It's pretty exciting stuff. Would I buy one? I think I am. I think I'm actually going to end up buying one. I really think this prototype is going to change. And I really think we're going to see something cool that is just going to, I've been the ear of everybody, uh, all those um, critics in the market. And I really think this is going to be one of those game changing disease. Ultimately, I can imagine myself owning one of these. So I will go ahead and say yes. Uh, overall, I think it's going to be maybe a, a second or third year run until I do. Knowing what I know about the manufacturing, the automotive manufacturing world is first year are always kind of working out those bugs. Second yeah. year gets more honed. And by second or third year, definitely by third year, you're in really good shape. A lot of those first year bugs have been resolved. Also, I am, um, I'm cheap, man. I'm going to go ahead and find one, <laughs> uh, probably off of a, a used car lot. You know what I mean? Save a few bucks off the, uh, the showroom floor hike on that one. I'm going to buy the Nismo version or I'm going to buy the weird color. That's just how I roll. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I agree uh, with you. The first year was always a weird one. I mean, look at the 300ZX. Hitting on what you said about social media and the response and the yeah. uh, the images, getting back to my qu the question of, you know, my answer of would I buy it, it's the social media responses and those renderings you're, renderings you're talking about, how those tweaks, uh, lowering the car, the certain type of wheels. I saw one in particular, and I, I couldn't tell you who made it, but, you know, I'll be honest, in the beginning, my opinion this morning was I'm going to have to wait and see it in person. To me, it wasn't a home run, but 
after today and all these renderings coming out. And by the way, social media was on fire with oh, the Nissan Oh my Z. God, I got no work ridiculous. today. Uh, my, oh, yeah. I've got zero work done today because I was just checking my Facebook every four <laughs> seconds. I, I know useless. you, uh, yeah, I was useless. I was, I was, I was not productive as I should be at all. work today because I was just running through Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, and there is so much media hype about this car right now. It's insane. Getting back to the one image I did, I did find it did change my answer. I saw it and I was like, now I get it. Now I can see from the modifications that are going to come in, you know, get that car a little bit lower, get the right wing on it, which is going to be all in the aftermarket world, which is going to have a heyday then once this thing is released. And that's where I decided, you know what, I think I'm sold on this. So uh, I'm, ex so I'm excited, I, man. I wanted to talk a little bit about that car and driver uh, article that just came out. You could check it out. We'll post the link um, underneath this episode from what they have. And I like to think car and driver gets a pretty good scoop on the data of what they're uh, of what's going to be hitting the market. I like this because this has given me the pretty the only thing that I've been able to kind of line up with what you and I know here, Mike. So they're they're thinking that the the name is actually truly going to be the 400Z after all. The pricing is expected to start in the mid 40 range. Okay. And then uh, let's see here, and then we're looking at a release a little over a year. Right. Uh, that was the big one for me. You know, I, I kind of knew about the name. I kind of wish they would stick with just Z and not to go backwards. Nissan did not say 400 Z that, that phrase at all. Nope. No, so, it's all Z right here, so, but whatever happens, happens. But yes, you're talking about price. I think uh, it definitely has to be competitive and, uh, the release dates, the initial thought was it may be a little, a little later than we'd actually want it to be. What would you say? A 2022 model? A 2023 model? Uh, well, it's not going to be 2020. It's not. No, 2021. Uh, I don't think it'll be 2020. Yeah. It I would have been out by now. It'll be 2021. Yeah, yeah it would have been out by now. So I think yeah. you're going to see it in 2022. Okay, so about a year which from means, now. Which means you'll get it. You'll get it about what two months before before the end of the year. That sounds that's about pretty, right. I don't yeah. know. That's that's pretty hardcore if it does. But yeah, got a year to save. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. Like, but uh, yeah, get get that piggy bank started, man. Just to start putting down on on a, on a down payment. Hey, uh, by the way, you did mention this car in Driver Magazine. At the very bottom, there was a survey. Did you see it? No. It says which Japanese car would you get, and they they pitted the Nissan Z against the Toyota Supra, and overwhelmingly, Nissan Z had won seventy nine percent to twenty one percent. Yeah, it's so, got to be a kick in the uh, kick in the old plums for. Oh. <laughs> wow. And overall, you can see, man, the confidence uh, from the automotive industry, automotive customer base, not just Nissan. Obviously, we're biased. Uh, this is from automotive enthusiasts at large. And uh, overwhelmingly, uh, Nissan Z is looking in good shape from this uh, from this poll anyway. So. <laughs> All right. Like so it. we got to we got to move on from here. We, and we got some other topics to touch. There's still a lot of news that we got to kind of go over. So you and I haven't had a good back alley chat in a while. We haven't. So let's. Let's talk. Today's question for you, Mr. Oh. D, is okay. how many Z's is too many Z's? <laughs> okay, that's a good <laughs> question because I've uh, I've had that very same question in my life and I've <laughs> thought about that. Okay, I struggle with this because I, I struggle with the concept of quality versus quantity. And on one side, having just one Z is nice because you can focus your time and your money into one perfect example of a car. On the flip side of that, if you have more than one car, your budget starts to get a little saturated amongst, who knows, two or three cars. If I had to think of a sweet spot out of the seven that you could have, at the most, I say three. That's just my personal feeling because for me, if I have any car, I want it to look good. I want to be able to drive it on a daily basis. I don't want a junkyard, so I want to enjoy these things. And uh, for me personally, there's only about three maybe four of the z's that i personally am connected with and i think are the most beautiful cars ever so i'm gonna say three i would actually agree with you because i can't you know so i'm gonna say for the average guy out there like you said one car and that's that's a i'm not saying that anybody's less of a z fan or more of a z fan but it's all really about your personal taste your budgets hell what kind of garage you have you know yeah. the means you know at yeah, the time, right. but 
if you have the means, if you got a two car garage and you got the means to do everything, I feel like two's a minimum, three's a max. <laughs> Every guy that I ever know that has four or five or six, yeah. I mean, they're usually pretty thin or they don't get to all of them. It's kind of like a, a man who has too many kids. Yeah. You're not going to yeah. teach all of them all the, the things that you probably should do. So you're probably going to have one or two that are going to go to jail. <laughs> so, so let's okay. just call this. I like you that. Can probably put it, you can probably put two or three kids through college. So I'm going to go with that rationality. Two or three kids, two or three Zs. I would say I'm in the, I'm in the same boat with you because my wife is probably in the corner telling me she's, hel- she's holding up her fingers right now and says two. So yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, I never <laughs> listen to my wife. So therefore three. So therefore I'm going to be in line with Mike D on this one. Three is the perfect number of Zs. One old. Yeah. I want to show you, you got one now, that you just love and you don't give a damn what anybody else thinks. And, yeah. or that's your party one. That's your like full out track car, that's which is your one, party one. That's the one you don't tell your friends about, right? Yeah. That's the mistress that you don't tell, <laughs> tell your, uh, but I shouldn't say that because it doesn't apply for our female drivers out there. That is your ladies. I'm going to use a word that not everybody knows across the United States, but it's called a Sancho. That is the man <laughs> that you utilize to get it done. That is your pool boy right there. Your side that piece. is your number two. That's your side, your side, side piece. Uh, wow. <laughs> side beef. Moving on. Three yeah. is, is your newer model. You get to see what's new, what's innovated. I would say, honestly, man, this would be my third. If, if the new Z comes out and it's the way I want it, I see me buying. I see me buying because they're giving me everything I said I asked for. Guess what? It, I, it's it, hard for me to say no to twin turbos, man. Uh, I know, I'm going to say three. That's the first uh, time, too, that uh, since the Z32 that that's happened. So I'm, I'm really happy. With the butt, but, but I do like your number just to talk about what you said, <laughs> which two good points that I heard. One is you got to have a garage. If you don't have a garage, I would say stick with one personally. Yeah. A carport, at least. You know, you don't want this thing rotten, yeah. in, rotten in, the, in, the, in the elements, you know. But secondly, like you said, balance. Have balance. Have one that uh, is your historical car, your project sometimes. You got one yeah. that that you uh that you do hood rat things in, you know, have fun with. Typically, that's a 350Z. You know, that's why I have mine. You know, I I I I shred tires on that and just have fun with it. Yeah, and, and we, you have we're you and your baby. Yeah, and we're pretty Z heavy on this episode, but understand <laughs> that there's other models that drive us, like me and Mike are Datsun 620 nerds that's... as well. I'm also a 510 fan. I just can't afford them or I've never found one that I can afford. And there's also other models I like. I love the Pulsar. I mean, we're, we're nerds, but we're like, we also have to be, you know, there's so many cars that I, I've wanted out of the Nissan lineup. I've always wanted the Pulsar. I've always wanted, but I mean, going back to it, it's like, you know, this is just what we kind of grew up with and what envelops us and, and so many other people. So this is a very Z heavy episode, but don't think that you know, we're not in anything else that's out there. That's true. That's, uh, it just so happened to be the news that it is this week. Uh, hey, we can only go with what Nissan's giving us right now. Z is the hot topic. But, uh, yeah, we definitely need to make a point of being more balanced. Uh, you mentioned the Pulsar, and you've mentioned that since I've known you. You've mentioned that car a lot. We need to get you one of those. Yeah, I'm going to have to get one of those. You know, um, the designer of the Pulsar, we, we, we talked through Facebook. And I'm hoping to get him on one of our future episodes here. And uh, I'm really excited. That guy is a wealth of information. I like Let's, that. We got so much other stuff to cover here. We do. Um, and a lot of news that came up. We got to talk about everything that's happening in the motorsports world. Believe yeah. it or not, 2020 has been kind of a dry year for motorsports. But not when it comes to the Nissan E-Dams Formula E. We're actually, we did amazing. It just ended. Did. The season just finished out. And we now, came down, you you followed it a little bit towards the end, Mike. How did we do? Well, in the last episode, yeah, just to preface this real quick, though, there was going to be six races within, uh, what is it, like 10 days, something like that. Yes. And at the time, Nissan was in fourth. Hey, dude, we finished this season in second place. How cool is that? Second place. I'm second telling place. you, man. And that second. was a complete thing. Like, they had to finish the season. So what did they do? They said, you know what? We're not going to stop the season. They compressed all those races into a short amount of time, which is insane. That is insane. That is. And I was going to say, imagine those poor like mechanics and, and support teams and drivers that had to do all that. A lot of sleepless nights. Those guys working overtime. You just can't fathom like a racing team being able to put that kind of work and effort and into that. That is driven right there. Well-deserved. And for those guys to pull it off and hold on to a second, 
dude, that's amazing, dude. I'm so I'm so proud of Nissan in that in that platform. And if Props. you didn't get a chance to check out the series, go back and watch it. It was really exciting. Uh, you and I caught a few of them, and that was just amazing. Uh, I watched the final, and it was just great, man. Buemi, I love that guy. He's awesome. Oswald <laughs> killed it. Took a podium finish, I think, in Mexico City. Dude, yeah. I'm telling you, man, that was a really good series. I I watched the final uh, wrap up that Nissan put together. Yeah. And uh, I, I think uh, you can easily find it through their Twitter account. And they put a good little five minute video together. And I kind of got a little choked up at the end, man. Quite honestly, I watched Did it. You? Yeah. I mean, it, it seemed like everybody put that work in, they put the effort in. And I was really, really impressed. I hope they don't make a lot of changes for next year. I hope they come back strong because I see those guys taking the whole damn thing next year. That's awesome, man. The Formula E, Nissan repping strong, got second place. Uh, you know, we talk about Formula uh, races pretty often, you know, and I realize I've neglected the Infinity Renault team at F1, uh, you know, your, your pinnacle of F1, uh, gasoline engines. I wanted to go ahead and give a shout out to the, uh, the Renault team. They placed fourth in the last race here in, uh, in Tuscany. Uh, Danny Ricardo got fourth, which was actually what? one of his highest podiums. Yeah. Hey, Ricardo's one of my boys. He's my boy. Oh yeah, man. He's got a, he's got that smile that won't quit, man. He's a funny guy. He's a funny yeah, guy. Great personality. But, uh, as a racer, yeah. Um, fourth place and which is, I think this was his highest finish, uh, of the year, uh, yeah. so far anyway. So they had a great results and, um, I'm sorry. I didn't mention result. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mention, uh, this, this race team before though, but as a constructor, they're in fifth place and they are, uh, less than 10 points away from securing uh fourth as a constructor in F1, which would at that point would be titled the best of the rest typically, you know, so uh, props to that team and hopefully yeah. they, they keep going uh, as an infinity fan. Uh, yeah. Renault really, they shook off a lot of that, that bad mojo that they had for a while there. And Ricardo was just having some bad luck. And then, but he's, that guy's a champion. He just needs it. It's his, like, what did he say in his, on that? If you, you ever checked out the Netflix uh, series that they had that came out a while yeah. back about drive to survive uh, everything that was going on formal yeah drive to survive what he always say this is my time it's my time i'm trying to say it in a, a bad australian <laughs> accent but but yeah and i was like he was one of the more profound characters who really stood out from that series and i'm really glad he's doing well and i'm i'm so happy that he's with us and yeah man good kudos good mention i totally forgot about that yeah so yeah, yeah, yeah. now earlier this week you mentioned to me some that you wanted to share about uh, motorsports, anyway, this this whole motorsports segment, and you mentioned a micro cup, micro cup in Canada. <laughs> like tell me more. Yeah, so in the U.S., we kind of forget about that. There's other racing outside of the U.S. from time to time. Yeah. So um, apparently, this is uh, it happens from May to September. It's actually what's happening right now while we're talking. I think by the time we release this, they might have one more race in the series. But apparently, it's. Um, and I'll read it to you. It's presented by JD Promotes and Competition Incorporated collaboration with Nissan Canada. The Nissan Micro Cup consists of races across six weeks, ends in, uh, ends in Ontario and Quebec. Um, so it's from May to September. Over 30 Nissan Micros are uh, the star in the series, uh, which is completely unique to Canada. So each racing weekend includes a 30-minute trial, a 30-minute qualifying session, and two 40-minute races. Ooh. It's basically two hours of track time. And that's uh, wow. that's pretty that's pretty awesome, man. That's pretty and cool. And I'll tell you what. I've been watching the racing and the coverage from it, which yeah. you can find on YouTube. It's pretty it's pretty involved. And I and I was just kind of screwing around the other day. And I was like, Nissan Micro. Let's see what those are. Because I know that you can kind of get them from time yeah. to time in the U.S., but they're a pain to find. I think they're much cooler than the Versa that we get here. And um, they're fun. And there's a lot of options available, a lot of aftermarket support for them. And they were selling last year's Micro Cup race cars online. Huh. Like you can go and buy them, like an actual car that raced in the series. Oh, wow. And um, they were affordable. I think I, I saw like two on Bring a Trailer and uh, uh, bringatrailer.com <laughs> and uh, a few others. And I was like, hell. I was like, that it was super, super cool, man. So I've nice. fallen in love with the series. I have. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make you a fan by that's, the uh, by the time the next series comes around next year. That sounds pretty fun though. I do like that idea because you know, at this case uh, in the US, this is known as the Nissan March. I'm, I forget whether you said that already, but the, the Nissan March. Okay, yeah. It so it's a micro, a, but it's yeah. The model names. 
But uh, what I was going to say, though, I do like the idea that it's an economy car. It's affordable. You know, if you're really devoted to just giving this a shot, you can do this relatively affordable, relatively affordably, uh, you know, from a motorsports perspective. I do like that. It reminds me of uh, Top Gear. You remember when they would have the uh, the competitions of uh, celebrities in a, an affordable race car, an affordable car? They do have the track, you know, celebrity in a reasonably priced vehicle. That's what it was. It was just a lot of fun just to watch uh, and just taking that idea and saying, no, this is a, a legitimate four month uh six race series that happens oh, it's every serious year. yeah it's, oh, it's serious. serious it's full out racing this ain't no joke i mean it's these guys are actually they're giving it they're giving it the beans all the time yeah. sign <laughs> me up man next time uh next time you see one coming up go ahead and tag me man I, I really, maybe we should make a I trip to canada to try to get it okay i'm gonna put this <laughs> okay this out. maybe if if anybody out there is involved with the nissan micra or you're on a race team or you're a driver i want to hear from you we want to talk to you we will make an episode for you we want to talk about all your hardships, all your wins, all your successes. I want to hear about it. I really do. Maybe the Nissan Motorsports guys will actually reach out to us and give us a little more data about it. That'd be super cool. I'm down. I like that idea. Let's, let's uh, throw it out there. Anybody who's involved, uh, give us a shout. Um, info at NissanNerd.com. You can email us. Uh, just putting that out there. So Bring that's about what I got for Nissan Motorsports this week. Um, yep. we, but we got events that are still going down. Believe it or not, in yes. the wake of Corona right now, people are freeing up. For yes, they are. Events that are that are starting to get out there. Uh, what else we got coming down the pipeline? All right. So uh, just how we said earlier, just to give them uh, our friends a mention or a nod right now, uh, ZCon is actually happening this week uh, in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, have fun, guys. Uh, be safe, and uh, we'll follow up with you guys later on. But for what is coming up for us, we've got two events that we want to go ahead and share with you in this episode. First one is uh, an event that's been happening for 10 years. Miles, you and myself, we've been involved with this one. Uh, this is the 10th annual uh, event, Nismo Fiesta, oh, out here God. in uh, yeah. Central Texas. And uh, if you want to talk about it, Miles, go ahead and uh, yeah, give us so details. Uh, this year with Nismo Fiesta, we're actually uh, reducing the event from a three-day down to a two-day. Um, really, it's just a little more than 24 hours. Um, we're going to be moving it from San Antonio, Texas this year, and we'll be moving it out to Bandera, Texas uh, this year. And it's uh, in an RV park. But the beautiful thing about it, it's at the base of the Twisted Sisters, the famous uh, three highway systems that come together um, that make for a amazing driving experience. It really is. Um, yeah, so we're just trying to keep it very low-key this year. Um, the cruise is going to be on Saturday. There's a camp out and a, uh, a party uh, that night with Bonfire. Yeah. And um, it's uh, right now we've got a, a sponsor of Austin Infinity. They're going to be uh, our sponsor for Saturday night. And then uh, Sunday we're just having a very low-key car show. And that's it. And then yeah. everybody's partaking. Uh, for those overnight people that are staying, I think it's going to be a very uh, slow morning the next morning based off of what we've got party <laughs> set up for the party that night. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it should be a very low-key event. Um, you know, we normally see some pretty high numbers for that event. We were tempted not to do one this year. And then we just got so much mail that came in of people just wanting to do it, especially that it was going to be potentially the last year. We yeah. said, you know what, let's just do something for those hardcore people that want to go out and really just kind of have a normal year at least, you know, to not let Corona kind of take over, but we needed to throw something that was going to be safe. Um, so we have car spaces that are being overnight spaces that are people spread apart by more than six feet. People were tempted, uh, asked to uh, wear their masks. Um, you know, it's an open air event the entire time. Um, so, uh, I, I like to think that we were, uh, we put a lot of thought into trying to keep people safe while still trying to give them a nice uh, event to attend to this year. So you can check out more details about that at uh, nismofiesta.org. Those uh, should be updated by the time we launch this. The actual dates for this one are actually going to be for the 10th and the 11th. Awesome. Yeah, I do like the idea of campouts. Bring your own tents. Uh, if not, there are a number of uh, hotels in the area. I think at this point, a, a simple Google search We'll, we'll find you a uh, either a hotel or or a B and B. Worst case, what, what do you what do you think? Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's quite a bit. People can tent there. There is loads of hotels and places around the area. No worries, no worries. Uh, it is a uh, Saturday Sunday event, though. Uh, the, the cart 
the car show, uh, and just to, just to put it out there for, for people who have gone to Nismo Fiesta in the past, it is more of a meat-style uh, show. There are trophies, but not so much. It's not the intensive judging because there is a lot of, uh, I guess you would say, human contact when that happens. So to We're to eliminating be, uh, a lot of that this year. So yeah. it's going to be a minimal amount of trophies, just primarily the big trophies, the spirit of Nismo. The, uh, uh, we do a Mad Mike Award. Uh, we do a... Um, a staff's choice. Um, yeah. So we're looking about five to eight trophies probably this year. We want to try to keep, like you said, contact minimal. We want yeah. to make sure that we're uh, making sure pe- not invading people's cars and, and uh, making them feel unsafe and vice versa. We want our, um, our judges and everything to be uh, nice and safe. And this is an all Dotson, all Nissan, all infinity event. Mm-hmm. Um, this year will be um, pretty good. Uh, you know, as much as we can in the, in the wake of COVID. Considering. But, uh, Oh, yeah. Considering COVID, yeah. So uh, we're pretty excited about it this year. I hope to see uh, some folks kind of attend this year. And uh, we try to make it as cost-effective as possible for, to the common man. But that's not it. We've got another um, event that might be coming out. One of our uh, one of our friends, uh, yes. we've got another one coming up. SR20 National Convention, from what I heard, right? Yes. So, you know, guys, just like let you guys know that previous episodes, we go ahead and leave that invitation out for you guys. If you've got some information about an event that you want to share with us, contact us we've got many ways you can do it uh twitter instagram uh facebook and of course your traditional email but uh, we did get a fan submittal from the admin of the sr20 national convention it's more of an update just to let you guys know the sr20 national convention happening in florida has been rescheduled to april of 2021 obviously due to covid and a lot of considerations at this time uh if you've been registered into this event uh, your money is still locked in into the hotel and the track day. There is ability, if you do want to uh, essentially ask for a refund or to sell your ticket that is available, if you just contact the ad, the admin team, uh, they'll handle that for you. It is also transferable. There is a West Coast SR20 convention happening this year in October. Uh, we'll have the, the links to uh, these two conventions in the show notes. Uh, the SR20 engine... Used in a variety of cars. Miles, you already mentioned the Pulsar. That was the SR20 wasn't in that car. The JDM 240SXs, you get those. You get a ton of engine swaps with the SR20, right? The turbo model specifically. Correct. And uh, oh, a yeah. number of different engines. So uh, again, if you guys, if you're a fan of SR20s, give these guys a shout. Again, they've got one happening West Coast October this year, and in Florida April of 2021. Yeah, we've we've I've, I've attended that uh, convention before, and it's a really good show. Uh, they really have a tight knit group of guys that are really you want to like we talk about how much nerds we are, but those guys are super nerds when it comes to that. Uh, oh, not only yeah. that engine style, but everything that it kind of encompassed. Plus, you know, they don't just celebrate the models that it goes into. These guys are very swap heavy. Uh, you will see some amazing cars that are like that. I didn't have that. They never had an SR twenty. <laughs> I can guarantee you're going to see, you want to talk about cool SR20 swaps. If you go to the convention or you check out like some of their Google feeds, uh, the, uh, the Google images from some of that stuff or, yeah. uh, or images that you can find linked to SR20 convention, there's some pretty damn cool stuff. So I will get, uh, I will give it, you'll see some pretty cool innovations. If you're really a big fan of that engine. To sum it up to the SR20, the best I can think of it is sort of like the LS1 of four cylinders. Yeah. Specifically, you'll see them in a variety of different cars. They're a lot of fun. You get tons of power out of them. Super uh, yeah. popular platform now. Yeah, super popular. And it, and it, especially, you know, with the SRD, uh, SR20 DET, which is the turbo model. I mean, forget it. I mean, those things are sought after now. And if you would have told me that an SR20 DET was worth as much as it was worth now, yeah. I would have I would have bought five of them back in, you know, back in 2000. I would have sat on them because you could find them all all day long for a while because not everybody was into them because you used to buy clips, yep. you know, off the 240SX when I back when I had a 240SX, and um, people would buy the whole clips and then they would just and then people started doing dumb stuff like welding clips to other bodies and just instead of being doing it the right way and doing the, the modifications and the swaps. But, you know, these guys have, like I said, they are no strangers to any of that. And they can tell you everything you'd ever want to know. But again, it's a very good group of guys, very welcoming. And I like the fact that they're very performance-based. So they always are doing something fun and innovative with the cars and uh, interactive. So again, I can't say good enough about that event. 
um, I would highly try to attend uh, when it comes around in uh, April of next year. So, Awesome. Awesome. Well, Miles, I I think that wraps up a lot of what we have here. We've got a pretty <laughs> full... Uh, it's pretty beefy, of, pretty beefy episode. It so. is. I, I like it, man. These episodes are getting a little bit longer and longer, the conversations. And, and obviously, this was a heavy news week. So yeah. I'm glad we got these, these topics covered. And I hope that we can continue to deliver to you guys a good helping a, a good episode uh, each yeah and we've got and we've got some more interviews that we've had on the back burner that friends of the show that we need to have come back on and again do not hesitate to send us emails you know somebody or you have an event that's coming up or you have information that we need to know about send it to us don't be afraid send it to our email and then we'll definitely look at it we look at every single email we also got a uh, compliment the other day um which is kind of nice that was pretty cool uh, that came in from uh name was bunny bunny and it's, <laughs> and, and, and we won't go through this but we appreciated it you know Very it's encouraging. Kind of nice me and mike put a lot of work into these uh these episodes and to, to bunny but, thank you for the compliment yeah thank you for the compliment we uh that kind of keeps our engine running that's our fuel so we really uh we appreciate that so uh yeah, yeah but we've got a lot coming up we're going to keep working hard for you guys out there and like always make sure to subscribe um, make sure to like us, make sure to share us, you know, that that's going to be what we need to grow, uh, to grow the community. We're going to try to grow it all together and we're, we're going to try to be your spokespeople when we can and do what we can to, uh, to make sure we're keeping things going for the brand brands. Absolutely. Well, as always, I think we're going to end this episode on that. And I want to remind all of you get in your garage, work on something cool, make something cool and, uh, and let us know about it. Well said, buddy. I will say to you and to all our friends at ZCon currently, Kanbai. Kanbai. Cheers. See you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Nissan Nerd Podcast, hosted by Miles Hall and Mike Delashman. New episodes are released every other Monday and can be found on the podcast network of your choice. If you like what you hear, write us a review, give us five stars, and it would help us out a lot. You can find content added regularly to our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. So be sure to like and follow. And lastly, you can contact us at info at NissanNerd.com. Let us share events happening in your area and provide us suggestions for future content on the Nissan Nerd Podcast.